Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, March 8th. It is six minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thank you so much for listening this morning. So shipments of hazardous waste from uh, the Ohio train wreck coming to Indiana, they have been put on pause. Oh, uh, wait. What? What? Now, why would they do that? We're going to put that on hold. Okay, so the EPA has agreed to pause the shipments. Mm Mm-hmm. Until further testing can oh, be done. So, so wait a second. Yeah. So now the EPA mm-hmm. is saying, hey, it would probably behoove us to find out exactly what's in the stuff mm-hmm. that we're putting in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to test to confirm that there are no harmful levels of dioxins. Now, at the risk of being called a radical right-wing conspiracy theorist Republican, why didn't we test for that before? before we actually put the stuff in the ground because what good is that going to do us now that the stuff is actually already in the ground? Yeah, what happens if they do find high levels of dioxins? And they got to dig it up? Look, I'm not going to take a victory lap here, but I'm going to take a victory lap here. Okay. Because this is exactly why we started talking about this. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy for the people in Putnam County... Because that's exactly why they started talking about it. And for the people who were so negative about this, now you have not only locked down McGee down the street from us Mm -hmm. saying we must test and get results, Mm -hmm. but now we're having the EPA say we must test and get results, which is what we were saying from the beginning. And now it's being confirmed by multiple government agencies. Boy, we really should test and find out what's going on over there. Yeah. Okay. So there were already at least three shipments of contaminated soil that have been delivered there, but it's not just just Holcomb. It's not just the EPA. Now we're getting a bunch of people involved because Mike Braun, the Attorney General Todd Rokita, and Jim Baird, they've all expressed concerns and uh, raised opposition to it. Like everybody now is... Yeah, but, but hey, wait, wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. But isn't isn't that interesting where we've come from? When we had Rudy uh, Guerrero on the show mm-hmm. last week, and let's face it, we were really the first media outlet to embrace the idea of you guys have valid concerns out here and people really should be behind you in terms of getting those concerns addressed. And of course, all the people were super upset at us, but as usual, we were proven exactly right because as you said, whether it's Rokita Mm -hmm. or Mike Braun Mm -hmm. or Lockdown McGee Mm -hmm. or now the EPA, everybody else slow walked their asses to get to the same point we were at two weeks ago, which if they'd have been where we were two weeks ago, it might (laughs) have really actually helped these people. Okay. So it's not just these politicians that are now raising their hand going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, think about all the residents who live there. Right. And their concerns. And all we said from the beginning was what now everybody else is saying, which is it doesn't mean Heritage Environmental is a bad company. It doesn't mean they're doing anything nefarious or Mm -hmm. unethical or illegal. It means those people, and I say this as a person who lives the next county over, I'm going to even lump myself in with this, have a right to know whether these things are 
are being dumped because then that raises a whole new level of concern and a whole new ball game of WTF do we do now? Yeah, well, the site sits about 40 miles west of Indy, so yeah. it's a lot of people that Everybody should, be, should care. Everybody should be concerned. Now, these dioxins, that's a chemical compound, takes a long time to break down once they're in the environment, and that's according to the EPA, and they are considered highly toxic and can cause cancer, reproductive and developmental problems as well. Also damage your immune system. So this is good stuff. Yeah. All right, Casey, this is half your show, Mm -hmm. but I would like to just go ahead and say that I I, I think I want to take a break a little early. Okay. Because we're going to need a a little bit extra time for the next segment (laughs) because Indiana- Because you're going to take another victory lap? Yeah, I'm going to take another victory lap. Indiana Capital Chronicle has a big old expose Mm -hmm. on this million and a half dollars in raises Mm -hmm. that the state- House Republicans voted for, and we're going to go into detail on how much these jokers make, how they make the money, mm-hmm. what's next for them. Uh, I'm going to talk about an email that Jerry Tor sent out where he's trying to excuse this away. Uh, we got so much to get into, and once again, mm-hmm. As usual, yeah. just like with the January 6th tapes, they're not saying anything you're seeing there is wrong. Nobody can say anything we're saying here is wrong. They just don't like that we're saying it, and we were right, and na 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 Get ready, Bal. You're going to be in for a problem. <laughs> you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. After 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and we'll get to trending stories in just a bit. But first, we've got to talk about what's going on at 200 West Washington. So the House version of a proposed budget contains a few interesting items, huh? There's language in there that would change the formula, which is used to calculate pay raises from everybody from the governor on down to each legislator. Okay, so Indiana Capital Chronicle has the story. We have been talking about this for two weeks, and of course, it's the usual thing where everybody wants to badmouth us. Everybody wants to badmouth me. Everybody actually likes Casey, but everybody wants to badmouth <laughs> me. But then they can't refute what we say. Mm-hmm. And then we get proven correct about what we said was going to happen. And it's not that what we said was going to happen wasn't true. It's just like with the property taxes. It's just, it's out there and they don't like that. They don't like that I say it and they don't like the way I say it because we are direct about who these people are and we don't need to be friends with them so we don't kiss their ass. They work for us. Now, we told you there was going to be a million and a half dollar pay increase Mm -hmm. for lawmakers, for the House members in 2025. Casey, mm-hmm. right there in Indiana Capital Chronicle, mm-hmm. as confirmed, house salaries would stay flat for the first year at $8.4 million and then increase 18%, 18%. to $9.9 million yep. in 2025. Yes. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. <laughs> We're done here. Okay. The, so, the other, I loved this article because it, it lays out how filthy, stinking rich these part-time bumbling buffoons are getting. They they made they made an average of forty thousand dollars in two thousand six. Yeah, it's up to seventy thousand dollars today, which means in sixteen years, thirty thousand dollar raise. Their pay is almost double, uh-huh. and by the time these new raises will go into effect, mm-hmm. they will. Depending on who you are, their pay will basically have doubled. At the same time, Casey, yeah. they're telling you there's no money to help you with the property taxes. There's no money to help you with the gas taxes. They're spending money like it's going out of style. Oh yeah, and just 
just toss in an extra extra one and a half mil for ourselves there while mm-hmm. we're at it. Now You won't they, notice it. They, their excuse is, well, you know, we <laughs> we tied it to pay, in, pay increases of other state employees. Why would you get any increase? You're supposed to be here for the people. You're supposed to be serving us. Why don't you just pass a law that says we're not getting any pay increases? You know why they did that? So they didn't have to take the heat, Casey. They tied it to state employees so that they could go, well, we're just state employees. What is one state employee to do? Okay, now you're saying that they're tying it into how other people paid are paid, and this is judges, right? Right, right. and so now they're looking at moving it to uh, actual state employees. And my point in all this is, why are you tying your pay or your pay increases to anyone? Why don't you just say that we're not taking automatic pay increases and if we're going to raise our pay, we're going to walk right through the front door and tell everybody, kiss our ass, we're greedy backstabbers, and we're taking it. Do you think they're doing double the work <laughs> now that they're getting double the pay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did love this article, too, because it goes into how they mm-hmm. manipulate the pay increase. And I want to get to that in a second. But what I also wanted to mention is how much committee chairs get and this is so important so it's a thousand dollars if you're a committee chair and this is why and this is very important if you take nothing else from what i'm about to tell you this is so important this is why these people do not the rank and file does not question the leadership and the leadership does not question the top brass the flanders boys rod and todd bray and houston because the committee chairship, in addition to the power, is worth huge money. And they want to get those positions. Absolutely. You want to move up. So the only way to move up, if you're a rank and file, mm-hmm. because usually when a, a person doesn't leave because they got voted out, they leave because they retire, they essentially anoint who the replacement's going to be. And ultimately, the Flanders boys really actually hand out the committee ship chairs. Mm-hmm. So you can't make them mad either. So if you want to know why nothing gets done on your behalf and they get on bended knee to support the donors and the lobbyists and the special interests and nobody ever ruffles any feathers, well, there's huge money. There's not huge money in helping you. If they help you like John Jacob or Kurt Nicely, well, you get a half a million dollars spent against you to get you voted out. But if you just sit there and shut up, well, you might rise to a committee chair and there's big money in that for you. Okay, so we were talking off the air how many people will go into this with totally good intentions, but then they have all this money being thrown at them. And then when they get on this committee, it's $1,000. And then you get used to all of that money and all that power. Yeah, and I'm going to go into- And then mo- you forget why you got into office to begin with. Yeah, I'm going to go into more detail on that tomorrow because that's going to be its own segment. But you're right, which which is- Many, I do not dispute the fact that I think many people go in there well-intended. Mm-hmm. I also think that's probably generally true many times about Washington. Less true than here. But you go in there, mm-hmm. and it is so hard to stand for what's right. First of all, a lot of these people, like, like what do you think Jim Lucas's actual IQ is? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what do you think Jim Lucas's actual IQ is? And you can extrapolate that across the other 99 people in the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. You're not dealing with Mensa members or Rhodes Scholars here. (laughs) So they're not strategically smart enough to figure out how to craft public policy that actually works. 
So when you're not all that bright or creative and you have a financially a financial interest Mm -hmm. in not rocking the boat and you're not all that bright or creative, well, you're not dying on the vine for some guy's property taxes. There's big money for you. You can raise yourself whatever your property taxes are going to go up. Shut up. Just shut up and sit there. Yeah, the temptation is too great. Here's the other thing I want to tell you because this is how they manipulate what they actually make. And this is very important. Again, Capital Chronicle did a great job on this article. So I'm just going to read it to you and then I'm going to explain it to you, okay? Mm -hmm. Legislator-based salaries are 18% of a judge's salary or $29,750. So that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't sound too bad, right? Like, okay, they make 30 grand to to be a legislator. Okay, not too bad. However. Yeah. Legislators earn more than the base salary, roughly $70,000 on average. The bulk, and we've talked about this before, again, Casey, Mm -hmm. I hate to be here taking victory laps, but we just, I think last week, talked about this. The bulk of the extra pay comes from the $196 per diem paid each legislator for each day in session. Where is Jim Lucas staying that he needs $196 a day? Mm-hmm. Where, where, where is Jerry Tor? Jerry Tor, where, where is, uh, pick your, pick any of them. Where, where would any of these people possibly be at that they would need $196 a day to be a legislator? The Red Roof Inn right now is $61.99. Why do they need a hundred? Where are they eating? Right. <laughs> uh, and, and. And if they don't stay, do they keep that per diem? Uh, yeah, no, of course. It's their per diem. You can do whatever you want to do with it. While lawmakers also, the story goes on to say, while the law, while lawmakers also qualify for a portion of the per diem payment each day outside of session, just over $78. So even when they're not working. Mm-hmm. They're getting that. Even when they're not working. So you got the base and then you got the per diem. One point five million, and it adds up, and then they can go out with the straight face and go, "No, no, 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 my salary's not seventy thousand dollars. I make thirty grand a year." Mm-hmm. Rob Kendall's lying. No, right there it is in black and white. These people are the most shameless, manipulative people, and they know what they're doing, Casey. They know what they're doing. It's ten twenty three. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Today is International Women's Day, so let's get to this trending story. There Happy Women's be, Day! Thank you. There will be an all female ensemble set to broadcast an NBA game on ESPN. It is the Dallas Mavericks and the New Orleans Pelicans. All women. Let's wait, see. wait, wait, wait! They're going to have a woman mm-hmm. broadcast group who call the who NBA didn't, game who didn't play in the National Basketball Association. Be like the color analyst. Mm-hmm. The entire announcing team will be all female. So that that would be like, why don't we let Rob Kendall do uh, the the U.S. Open tennis finals? Right. I mean, wh- wh- why would you do that? No like experience. The, 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 the color analyst is supposed to be someone who played mm-hmm. that specific thing. Like they have knowledge of that specific. Sport. Like, I'm supposed to cheerlead that? Yeah. It's an all-female broadcast crew, and it's for the International Women's Day, which is today. Also trending, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, uh, she was reacting to the release of the January 6th video. She had words about Tucker Carlson, and uh, listen to what she says. I don't even think she's ever read 1984. Tucker Carlson took a page from George Orwell's 1984 and told his viewers to reject the evidence of their eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. She's quoting a book that she probably never read. Uh huh. All right, let's talk about Michelle Obama. Can we do that? 
Yes, absolutely. You I'm very excited. That? Yes. Okay. So uh, lots of people saying that she has the it factor and she could possibly beat Donald Trump in 24. Will most Michelle Obama run for president? I think Democrats would love that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very hard for Republicans to beat her. I think she would definitely be entering not just the Democrat primary. I mean, it, let's just say Michelle Obama came out today and said, I'm running for president, Casey. Mm-hmm. She would beat Joe Biden in a primary, right? Probably. I mean, I don't even She's think She's likable. I mean, yeah, I his, think his, close. his approval ratings are in the 40s. They're yeah. underwater. Yeah, and, she, and, she, and, I, and I think it would be very hard, given the makeup and apathy and uninformed nature of this country in which the high good night guy is a senator. Mm-hmm. That it would be, she would very likely become the president of the it, United States. She, she doesn't have to start at zero. I mean, people already know her. She's already got name recognition. Yeah, she's likable. His his approval ratings stink. But is she Hillary two I mean, is this like no, a, no, no? She's a so woman, much... a woman who's just getting the gig because of her husband. Well, well, right. I mean, she's. She, there's, there's, she, by the way, being first man or first lady that does not qualify you for anything. Okay, you are you are anointed that because of who you married. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying first man because obviously I, I the same way about Kamala Harris's husband. It's mm-hmm. not a man or woman thing. That being married to someone does not qualify you to be anything. And as Hillary Clinton proved, she was a disastrous senator. She was a disastrous, even more disastrous secretary of state. And every time she had to stand on her own as a candidate, she failed miserably against Obama and then against against Trump. Because you're not, that doesn't qualify you to do anything. You're right in that sense. However, Michelle Obama is a million times smarter, mm-hmm. more savvy, and as you said, can be, be more likable mm-hmm. Now, I don't think you'd like her policies when you get to the meat and potatoes of it, but she, of course, she probably wouldn't let you eat meat and potatoes. Remember when the vending machines had to have all the health food in it? <laughs> right. But she would be a far tougher candidate to defeat than Joe Biden Joe would Biden. Be. Yeah. Okay, so she said that she, she doesn't want to seek the candidacy. She's out. 59 years old, though, and younger than a lot of the other names that are being thrown around, like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Amy Klobuchar and Cory Booker and, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren, 73. Listen, listen to those well, names you're throwing out there, though, Casey. It's a bunch of complete zeros. Well, that, and, and that's what I'm saying. So, you know, where what's the bench? There is no bench. Right. And That's they, why they're talking about her. Right. And they did think it was Pete Buttigieg, but we've all seen what's going on with him. So maybe Michelle Obama's not a bad idea for the Democrats. All right, Casey. Maybe when, they should be courting her. When we come back. Yeah. Voicemails. Mm-hmm. And we got a voicemail. Remember our guy that called a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Who we weren't sure what was going on in his life. Maybe he was in a dark room somewhere. <laughs> Maybe he was... He you know, sounded like he was high. He sounded like there was definitely something going on with him. <laughs> yeah. He is back. Okay. And he has some commentary. Have you heard about the story about people who were apparently eating a bald eagle? Yeah. He has some real commentary on this, and it okay. is everything you could ever dreamed it would be. All right. It's on the way from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Good morning. It is 1031. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to get to your voicemails at 317-684-8444. Don't know if you heard about this story, but two (laughs) Nebraska men allegedly killed the bald eagle and then planned to eat it. So the Stanton County Sheriff's Office said they responded to a report of a suspicious vehicle. They found two men in possession of a dead bald eagle. The men said they not only shot and killed the bird, but they intended 
intended to cook it and then eat it. That sounds like a lot of no-nos. I did not think you were allowed to kill bald eagles. You cannot. Okay. The Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act prohibits killing a bald eagle. Okay. All right. So... There uh, we have the backstory. Okay, there is the backstory. Now, that sets up this phone call because this dude called and he's... He's such a he's such a odd duck mm-hmm. that it was like, is he just totally off his rocker? And so I just Googled something like eating eating bird, and this story popped up. I was like, oh, this guy's right on on this one. So remember the dude mm-hmm. we played him a couple times a few weeks ago, who was um, well, he was interesting, <laughs> and we were pondering what exactly was going on in his life, and then didn't he confirm that he is indeed in a dark room? When he calls, I mean, he somehow was talking to- He said to he was uh, in a recording studio. <laughs> He's having a dark night retreat. <laughs> um, so he has called back. He has called about eating the bald eagle. Mm-hmm. And this call is everything you would hope it would be. I don't understand why we're given these lawfully abiding immigrants so much grief while we're trying to eat a silly bird. It just goes to show you- Ben Franklin had so much foresight. He's like, let's make the national bird a turkey. See, if we would have went with Ben Franklin in the first place, we wouldn't even have grief like this. God bless America. (laughs) (laughs) So he's okay with it. Uh, if we had just listened to Ben Franklin, mm-hmm. God bless America. Yeah. And it's hard to argue with that, right? Right. Well, but he's and he's not wrong, though. Ben Franklin did want exactly. the national bird to be the turkey. Now, the, he offered some opinions that I'm not sure I necessarily agree with. But from a factual statement perspective, mm-hmm. he again was spot on. <laughs> Maybe we have underestimated this guy. <laughs> he's smarter than we think. I don't know. <laughs> we need one more call from uh-huh. him. Uh, a lot more people wanted to weigh in on the gas station food. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we had a lot of people say, no, you should go to this place, or no, you should go to that place, and they have a good tenderloin, mm-hmm. or they have a good this or that. Mm-hmm. I thought we had a universal agreement, though, Casey, amongst the callers that the hot dog on the roller <laughs> was, was to stay away from that. I, I thought there was just a, a consensus, mm-hmm. but apparently not. Mm-hmm. Somebody has had a good gas station hot dog experience. Yeah, Rob and Casey, uh, you guys were talking about gas station food the other day, and you were ripping on the hot dogs, the roller dogs. Let me tell you, there was a time in my life when I lived on the Big Bite hot dog at 7-Eleven. It was a quarter-pound hot dog. Back in the day, it was 99 cents. Then you'd get a big gulp for 99 cents. Big Bite, big gulp, dinner for $2. (laughs) Hey, Kevin. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, heart attack on a bun. Uh-huh. I bet that guy went on to be very successful, Casey. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, a big bite and a big gulp. I bet somebody snatched that guy up and uh, married him right away. Probably very, don't you think? They're pro- his wife is probably a very lucky person. Yeah, she's got to be so proud of him. Um, okay, now, <laughs> okay, I'm going to play this next one because this is somebody else defending what we I think we kind of agreed was questionable gas station food. Let's play the call, and then I'm going to ask you a question about what he said. Okay. Because he said there's something you had to do to the food to make it good. <laughs> 
And I don't think that Ketchup? means that it, yeah, <laughs> Take a listen. Uh, best gas station food. Speedway's cheeseburger dog. I mean, it looks horrible laying there on the roller, especially if it's been there four or five hours. Mm-hmm. But it's it's actually pretty good. If you throw a few of those peppers that have been in that little container all day on there and some uh, chili sauce, it's, it's pretty good. Um, not exactly gourmet. I, I don't think it is. but And it's probably not good for you, but it's pretty good. But anyway, that's all I got. And don't worry about the cost of the chocolate. I mean, it'll, it'll you'll have a happy life. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. Bye. He said it was a chili cheese dog, right? No, it wasn't a burger, wasn't it? Did he say? It's not did, like he said cheeseburger. I thought he said dog? cheeseburger dog. Yeah. Whatever it is, he shouldn't be eating is it. Is he calling you a dog? Like, hey, dog. Like, hey, bro. <laughs> Can we play the first part of that? Because I thought he said cheeseburger, but I don't know if I've ever seen a cheeseburger at the at the uh, at the Speedway gas station. Uh, best gas station food. Speedway's cheeseburger dog. Cheeseburger I mean, dog. Boy. Okay. All right. So it's a. <laughs> Hot dog with the like a cheeseburger mm-hmm. topping on it. Like, is that maybe chili cheese? I don't even know what that is. But you got to put peppers on it. Apparently, I'm sure it looks very pathetic sitting there. Yeah, if you've got to douse something in sauce and peppers uh-huh. to make it edible, right? Then it's not good. You're eating the sauce and the peppers. But if it's 99 cents, like that last call, I mean, that's budget friendly. Yes, you could die for 99 cents. Congratulations, <laughs> Casey. You had a quick and cheap death. Mm-hmm. Gross. So gross. All right. uh, We talked yesterday about Will Ferrell being in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. and how ridiculous I thought it was that the city rolled out the red carpet. Yeah. And as usual, it's another example of people hearing what they want to hear and not listening. And then, oh, I love Will Ferrell, so I'm not going to listen to anything else. I'm just going to hear what I want to hear. Casey, I think I was pretty clear that I said... My issue was them like stopping the pacer game. Yeah. Or everybody applaud for Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Or now he's in a race car. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, I bumped into, you know, so, uh, you know, I saw Jack Nicholson at the grocery store. Okay, cool. I got a photo with Jack Nicholson. The guy is at the pacer game, and we are going out of our way to act like the president of the United States mm-hmm. was in attendance yeah. for the game. I know you're really bent about this. Well, I thought I made that very clear. It's not like somebody, by the way, he was in a pro Fauci t-shirt. Yeah. At, the, at least at the Walmart, mm-hmm. he was. That's probably part of the documentary. Well, and my point is, I, I'm sure it is not Will Ferrell's coming to capture the Hoosier heartland <laughs> and and uh, do a documentary on the importance of the family farm, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we are going to be mocked and ridiculed and something in some capacity, but the crux of the segment... Was that we shut the city down for this exactly. guy. Yeah. I thought it was uh, really disappointing that he didn't dress up like Jackie Moon <laughs> at the Pacer game. Yes, he should have. Did. Because the Pacers, of course, were one of the ABA right. staples. Yeah, for, part for... of that movie is uh, actually in Indianapolis yeah. when they have the ABA meeting. <laughs> so, so, this guy called. He didn't listen. He just wants to fight, which is fine. We'll fight. Um, but as usual, people just hear what they want to hear. 
Rob, Rob, Rob. I hate to be the one to call you out in your hypocrisy today talking about Will Ferrell. Um, I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell's. It's not like he's someone that I would get all excited about, but I would get excited about any celebs. I think they're all overhyped, overpaid, and very narcissistic on the average, uh, the vast majority of them. Not all. There's a few that stand out, but I'm not enamored by any of them. But the problem is, is I have a feeling if it had been Bruce Springsteen, who's <laughs> extremely liberal as well, you would have so gone over and seen him and talked to him, maybe gotten into a photo with him. So you can't really call out people who like Will Ferrell and wanted to get their photos with him, wanted to talk to him, whatever. Some lady said he was very friendly, very nice. I don't know the guy. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but that's not the point. The point is he does make people laugh, and I'm guessing at the end of the day more people probably know who Will Ferrell is than they do Bruce Springsteen, uh, at least in this day and age. And, again, not a fan of either one of them. But you got to think before you speak in regards to celebs being a certain way, because if you like Bruce Springsteen and he's as liberal as they come, you can't get upset with people who like Will Ferrell. Yeah. He does want to fight with you. Oh, I just love the fact that people think you're going to ruin my day by, and we hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. People think, I'm going to get him. (laughs) I'm going to call the voice line that he controls Mm -hmm. where my call will only be heard if he wants it to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get him. By saying something bad about Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. But he <laughs> He has a point. But he does have a point. <laughs> you would have crossed the parking lot. No, no because Beach I've already Grove. done it. I've already done it. You would No, you, I've already done it. Casey. Yeah, baloney. If you were in Beach Grove and a car pulled up and you were like, wait, I, I think no, that's I would Bruce not. Springsteen, you would stop and you would go over to him. Casey, as the Democrat Party has made very clear, I get to define my truth. And I get to tell my truth. Okay. And I'm gonna tell my truth. I have met Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. We've had a photo together. Yeah. He certainly wasn't wearing an In Fauci We Trust t-shirt. He was wearing his black leather jacket like he was uh, during Born, the Born to Run uh, cover uh, album. Mm-hmm. And was this backstage at a concert? No, this was at a, at a, at a, a bookstore. And uh, okay. I said everything that needed he to be said. He knew you were going to be there. Like, he was waiting for people to come in. It was a book signing. Right. Like, so it was, was an event. Okay. They were not shutting, they did not shut Gainbridge Fieldhouse down for Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you know, when they will shut Gainbridge Fieldhouse down for Bruce Springsteen, it's when he plays a concert there and people of their own free will mm-hmm. go pay go. to go to the Bruce Springsteen concert. Uh-huh. Again, my issue mm-hmm. was with the fact, not that somebody got their photo at the Walmart with Will Ferrell. My issue was that we shut the city down. We have no idea what this guy was doing here or what the end result is going to be. I guarantee he does not like Indiana. The guy is an ass. He goes out of his way to say how much he hates conservatives. And Casey, I don't have to talk to Bruce Springsteen again Uh because I already said everything I needed to say to him. Okay. And then, just like in Christmas Story, when the Santa pushes the kid down the slide, that's how it happened to me. And we're done. And he put his boot That's on your right. forehead. Ho, ho, ho. I thought you wanted to fight with the phone call, not with me. Well, you're but taking this guy's thing. side. Well, okay. And you keep calling Will Ferrell an ass. And I've met Will Ferrell, and he was not an ass. He okay. was very nice. Oh, for tomorrow's show, Casey, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to find the clips of Will Ferrell talking about conservatives and Republicans. And I'm going to play it on a loop for three hours. <laughs> and I'm every about every about 30 seconds... Mm-hmm. I'm going to pop in on this microphone and go, is he an ass yet? <laughs> He's funny, though. He makes people laugh, and people like to laugh. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a gift, and that is a talent. And that's why people want to meet him. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Camera's coming up next. <laughs> it's 93 WIBC.
Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer's in the studio with us. Hello. Got a little Leonard Skinner right there. Mm-hmm. Sweet home Alabama. Yeah. This is one of the songs they play at Bryant-Denny Stadium, home of the Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody's got their songs that they're affiliated mm-hmm. with, right? Mm-hmm. Before the fourth quarter, it was Wisconsin. They play Jump Around by yep. House oh, of Pain yes. and mm-hmm. all these things. So at Alabama games, pregame, they play Sweet Home Alabama, oh. of course. Uh, but before the fourth quarter, they play Dixieland Delight mm-hmm. by the band Alabama. So let me ask the brain trust in this room. And Kevin, as the uh, official musician of this show, feel free to weigh in here. If you're going old school Alabama, the country band Alabama, mm-hmm. and it's family feud rules, like if you're doing a survey, top answer on the board. We surveyed 100 people. What is the signature song from Alabama? What do you think it would be? Are we going Dixieland Delight? Mm-hmm. Or are we going mountain music? Yep. I... You go ahead and go first because we're going to fight on this. And so I just, uh, I can just, I know, I just, I've known him for 20 years and I just know where this is going to go. So you go first and I'm gonna have say, your joy. I'm going to say mountain music. Mountain music. Yeah. Okay. Kevin. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, mountain music. All right. Let me tell you why you're both wrong. Uh, the answer <laughs> is Dixieland Delight because this okay. is a song that's getting more popular mm-hmm. as time goes on. Kind of like Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. It was a hit when it came out. Same thing with Sweet Caroline. Mm -hmm. But as years have gone by, it's become part of pop culture. People sing these things in stadiums now. When Don't Stop Believing first came out, nobody was singing that in a stadium. They sing that now. And I think Dixieland Delight, if you go to enough SEC football games, you will hear that song, specifically in Alabama, and then Tennessee trolling Alabama, Mm -hmm. because technically, it's a song about Tennessee. Yeah. Now, I reject the premise of this question because I don't think the average person knows an Alabama song. I think they you packed are, the joint when they came here last year. No, no. The average yes, person, they did. No, the average you can't person, lie to me. I'm saying, Don't lie. I'm not one of your listeners that just goes along with everything you say. <laughs> Alabama came here in concert last year. I'm not year. disputing They that, but, packed Gamebridge Fieldhouse. But so did you we, were wrong. So Weird Al packs places too. It doesn't mean the average person. But I never person, said nobody listens to Weird Al or doesn't know any songs. But I've already caught you in two lies. You're so full of crap. <laughs> this is why I'm number one and you're just a scum. I spend more on spilled liquor than you make in a year. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> I, want, I want to make sure uh, I'm having a hard time keeping these alligators down <laughs> uh, I want to make sure we get to your Biden madness <laughs> turned into Wrestlemania he just doesn't it. like country music I just, I just it does nothing for me it just does not challenge me the way someone with my sort of fertile mind needs to be challenged and it's <laughs> fine your taste in music is horrific mm-hmm. horrific now I'll give you the Springsteen stuff yeah. even though he probably hates your guts and everything you stand for he was very nice mm-hmm. to me when I met him it was a hit machine because he likes your money so he's a hit machine <laughs> But some of this stuff that you listen to, yeah. like, my goodness gracious. What? Like, you don't you like know, being challenged? No, I don't like being bored. <laughs> and some of the stuff you play is boring. Mm-hmm. Just horrifically boring. Well, uh, I could get into a thing about how you have no appreciation for history or the things <laughs> that came before you, but I'm not going to stoop to my opponent's level. I'd like to promote your show. Okay. And you have this Biden madness, which I'm very surprised at the current results of the Biden madness. So we still got about three plus, you know, four hours to vote in this poll. So if you want to change the results, 
you can, but every year a 12 beats a 5 in March Madness, yeah, uh-huh. right? Right now, a 12 is leading the 5. Mm-hmm. The 12 seed came just the other day when Joe Biden was speaking at a uh, firefighters convention, mm-hmm. and I believe he was talking about at some point in his past, he had a headache, and he thought he had an aneurysm, and we got this. And I had uh, these terrible headaches, was diagnosed with having a, a uh, anyway, they had to take the top of my head off a couple times, <laughs> see if I had a brain. What? <laughs> see if I had a brain. <laughs> Not only did we get in anyway yeah. in there, we got to, they had to take the top of my head off a couple times to see if I had a brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, you know, that's good. But the 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 segment it is beating currently, by the way, at Hammer and Nigel on Twitter, if you'd like to vote, correct, is to me one of the ones. I'm surprised you even had it a five. I would have had it a higher seed, but clearly I'm being proven wrong based on the fact that it's losing to a twelve. It's to me one of the more notable Biden Bidenisms. Get ready, Bow. So this is when Joe Biden was giving a stern warning to the Republicans, and the line is supposed to be, get ready, pal, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in for a problem, okay? Get ready, pal, you're going to be in for a problem. Get ready, Bow, you're going to end for a problem. (laughs) Get ready, Bow, you're going to end for a problem. Now, I just kind of figured because of the, the, you know, that's been around for so long now and played so many times, you would think there'd be a bias, but maybe there's a newness bias Mm -hmm. for... You know the thing about if his I only brain. Had a brain. Yes, I, I don't. I'm, that that does surprise me. I don't think anybody's beating the one where he forgets the lady's name, singing "Happy Birthday." Happy birthday, dear Valvis. Volva. <laughs> you don't know my name, do you? Did that win? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I don't see anybody beating that one. Mm-hmm. I am. Am I wrong in saying I would have thought get if you were saying, "Hey, who are kind of our strong upper upper seeds?" Get ready, Bow. That's classic because it's used so often. Yeah. The number one seed in the entire bracket is the defending champion from last time. Uh-huh. So we only brought two back from the last time because we had so much new material to play with. <laughs> Isn't that pathetic? So we brought back the champion and the runner-up, and the champion is the world-famous you-know-the-thing. Uh-huh. So that's the number one seed in this tournament. But whoever wins today between uh, they had to cut my head off and look for a brain <laughs> and get ready, bow, will move on to the round of eight mm-hmm. where they're going to take on American can be defined in a single word, <laughs> foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. You can't prove that. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. At Hammer and Nigel on Twitter, what's coming up today? Casey Daniels is coming up today. Tony yep. Kennett's coming up today. Rick Snyder and Biden Madness. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Come on, come on, come on, come on.